What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Dirty 30 episode of the Bandwagon Fan. This is the show where we talk about all things pop culture and what we're into right now. I'm Josh. And I'm Dirty Dan. Oh, no. I'm AJ. Sorry. Wait, what's Dirty Dan from? So Spongebob for that, Sponge, for that episode uh, when they're like, they're like doing the Western and he's like, I'm yeah. Dirty Dan. And Patrick's like, no, I'm Dirty Dan. I love that episode. Uh, <laughs> So uh, how are you doing on this fine morning, AJ? Uh, um, the sun is out. I don't want the sun out. I'm tired. Um, but I'm here. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to, to talk about uh, some music today. We've got a, got a little different episode. Yeah. Yeah, folks. Mm-hmm. We are up early recording just for you. So buckle in. <laughs> Starting things off. What did you do? Uh, I, I, was, I obviously wasn't on the last episode. So, uh, how you been since, uh, since we last spoke? Uh, pretty good, man. Um, you know, just, uh, here in Houston, it's like a million degrees. It's like that scene from Terminator two when, uh, what's her name's having that dream. And it's like the nuclear, the nuclear explosion, (laughs) ripping the The skin off. Fireball. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it feels like in Texas right now. Um, it is hot as well. What's the high? So here's the thing. The highs don't normally exceed like 93, 94. It's the humidity that makes you feel like you're just in a permanent easy bake oven. Okay. Um, it's just, it's just gross. Yeah. Yeah. We've been getting that uh, up here too in Chicagoland. Yeah. It's, it was toasty, man. Yeah. But, it's uh, like, it's like, it's high. We're, we're definitely going through a heat wave, but it's okay. If yeah. I got to put up with two months of this to deal with nice weather for most of the year, I'm okay with that. Cool yeah that. right you don't have to deal with five months of snow and ice yeah exactly I'll, i hope i never but, see snow again yeah but uh i mean like last week it was pretty nice i went to the puerto rican fest in humboldt park oh i missed have you it. Ever been to I, that? yes we used to go all the time it's so it's so fun dude it was my first time going good, I, good food it, it's it's a great yeah. experience yeah and like people get like they get wild they get buck like, wild. It, like if you're like from like a white person from the suburbs like I'm half white, so like that's what I grew up around. And you're there, especially at night. You're like, is this safe? But then when I was no, with Wendy. Just, she's like, she's like, a party. this is what we do in Latin America. She's like, yeah. people are like hanging out of their car windows, like sitting in the window, like on the top of the cars, driving around. It is so much traffic fun. with motorcycles, yeah. doing burnouts. Uh, if, if, you like, if you like that, you should also go to Mole Fest. I think that's in July. Oh, okay. Same, same, uh, same. Oh, actually, the Mole Fest is in. Um, uh oh my goodness i can't remember the neighborhood it's by the costco in chicago um and, that neighborhood yeah, yeah okay. but it's it's uh it's it's a little bit ways off but still a lot of fun. okay i know colombian fest is coming up too so i want to go to that yeah man it's but, uh, fun fun experiences speaking of puerto ricans mm. so recently the vocalist of lorna shore will mm. ramos he got to go to the university of utah uh, to do a collaboration with this YouTuber. Um, her channel is called The Charismatic Voice. She's a vocal coach. And they went there to stick a microphone down his throat as he does his vocals. And for those who don't know, he is part of a deathcore band. And he has some of the most insane vocals out there. Uh, and AJ, I, I had you uh, watch a little bit of the video. What were your thoughts on it? So... <laughs> As a person who has no idea what deathcore is, uh, this was very fascinating. Uh, this was a, it was, it was so, 
So for all my listeners who don't listen to this type of music, I think the assumption when you hear this is that, man, these people are really straining their voice. And um, the first thing I think of is infamously, you know, those who know like artists like Mariah Carey, for example, who she can sing in what's called a whistle tone, one of the most difficult things you can do in music. Uh, And she was told that, you know, she really shouldn't be doing that kind of thing outside of recording. Otherwise, she could rupture her vocal cords. Um, she would do it at concerts and all the time. And now that's why she kind of sounds like a 40 year old smoker. When she sings, sometimes her vocal cords are absolutely destroyed. So I think like watching this, like you just assume that like, Oh, these guys are destroying their vocal cords, but it's actually the opposite. It's actually the incredible control and incredible muscle, uh, uh, like, like throat muscle, uh, definition in the way he is singing. And it was just like, it was just fascinating. It was amazing. Yeah. And like, what was really cool for me as someone who's a fan of the music, it gives me further appreciation for it uh, because it's combining the art with the science. Yeah. And like, I, 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 I like the same thing where like, I've seen this classical composer who analyzed Kendrick Lamar's music. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Like it gives you a different appreciation for that music, but then also if you're not a fan, then it kind of helps you to look at it differently. And, you know, he's like Will Ramos. He was working with these researchers who this is their job. Like they study vocal cords and speech and language and singing. And they were amazed by what they were seeing. So it it was it it was cool. Um, I'll try to post about it or have Natty post so people can see what we're talking about. Yeah, I I didn't know the band and I don't know how popular they are. But I'm like, I, I don't know anything about this music, but I could tell this guy's really good at it. Um, I could tell that like he's. Like that, it's just incredible control. I I probably wouldn't be able to do it for two minutes or yeah. a minute. You know what I mean? Like it's just that that you know, it was just amazing. That was awesome. And uh, Will, <laughs> like if you listen to him, sounds like a demon, but he's actually like super nice, very yeah. Humble, he's very like, he's like a very charismatic. He's a, guy. like a that, sweetheart. That was, this, that was like the, one of the most shocking things about it because I watched the the one take first. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> am I watching it? And then I watched the other video. I'm like, oh, this is that you would never you would never associate. The two yeah. people, like yeah. from like, and he even jokes about it in the uh, in the actual like the the the, the charismatic voices uh, video. He actually jokes about like you know it sounds like a like a monstrous like demon thing you know whatever. Uh, but I thought I thought it was funny. He's just very like he's a very chill guy. Like if you yeah. just saw him in the street, you really wouldn't think like oh this is like a lead singer of this uh, of this deathcore band. You know what I mean? Like he's just. This is a normal he's not, dude. His mama yeah. raised him right. He's got that cool yeah. TikTok ramen noodle hair. Like oh, I love his hair. Dude. His hair is dope. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a cool guy. But, uh, uh, AJ, let our listeners know what kind of experience they have won in today's episode. Oh yeah, so have you heard about the BET Awards? Uh, a those fiasco? are a thing. Yeah, Th- those uh, are a thing. Yeah. So the uh, so what, first of all, what do you know about the BET? Like BET in general? Like what, what do you know about BET? Um, I know it, it's to highlight black excellence. Yeah. And so that's about it. I also believe it's not owned by. A black person or a black people? It was founded by um, it was founded by you know black entrepreneurs, specifically Robert L. Johnson wanted to identify like black programming, right? Especially like in the seventies, eighties, there really wasn't black television, mm-hmm. um, and it was like a huge success from a minority standpoint, like like and also like from from like a an economic standpoint too. I mean, it made them a lot of money, but yeah, it was a big yeah. success. It was like supposed to be this thing where like, 
for some some people might remember it, but like there used to be all these like different like flavors of BET, like BET Gospel, BET like Sports. Like they they were throwing the bookshelf at like black audiences, and it was pretty profitable. Um, so profitable that in the year two thousand, uh, Robert Johnson and the other associates they sold BET to Viacom. And uh, if infamously, if anyone out here watches Boondocks, there is a banned episode of the Boondocks where they absolutely dunk on on uh, on BET. Uh, long story short, if I remember this correctly, I think the same company that owns Adult Swim, or I think Viacom also owns Adult Swim. I could be wrong in that, but there was a reason why the episode they had to scrap it. But uh, let's just say not all black people love what Viacom has done with BET since uh, their takeover. Um, infamously, uh, the following year after the purchase, they started the BET Awards. So kind of like what you said, the BET Awards was kind of designed to be this praising of black excellence, right? And it was like they had like awards for all kind of different like genres, uh, like it was sports, it was like gospel, it was, you know, male, female R&B, uh, hip hop. So it was it was just meant to be this, um, I guess you could say this space where black artists and uh, prominent black figures could get recognized in the spaces that at the time, um, you know, these executives and whatnot, they, they, they just didn't feel like there was any other space for that. Um, and so, we fast forward to today and, you know, the BET awards, it's not held in the same regard and there can be a lot of uh, discussion as to why that is. But basically the big controversy is that this year uh, they, they, they released the nominees for best uh, hip hop artists. So can you kind of guess some of the artists that are, that are there for best male hip hop artists? Uh, Kendrick is one. Yep. Yep. Uh, J. Cole. Okay. Yep. And now I'm drawing blanks. I actually saw the list and I was like, yeah, this oh, makes did, sense. Did you and really? I was like, Wait a second. Yeah. So, uh, you know, including there's also Drake. There's also Future. Yeah. There's also Kanye. There's also a little baby and Jack Harlow. I thought that was really weird. I thought that was strange. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Jack Harlow is not the first white person to get nominated for a BET award. I don't know. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, I um, mean, Eminem's been on there. Eminem's been multiple nominated. Times. Yes, multiple times. And Robin Thicke actually is another wait, artist. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, what? Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke has been nominated for like, like, like I was nominated like four different years. Um, I think the sentiment was like he's ma- he was married to a black woman, so like I, no, I don't know. I, it's, come it's, on, it's, look, <sighs> I don't even have a problem with a white person being nominated, right? Personally. Yeah, I yeah. really don't. But I think the concern is like Little Nas X also released an album, and he wasn't even nominated. So it's just weird yeah. to see these artists and then Jack Harlow, um, and in a month where we celebrate Juneteenth. And we celebrate Pride Month. That's just a big miss. That's just a big <laughs> yeah, miss for the BET Awards. Yeah, it's a big oof. And, you know, I think they kind of forgot, too, because when they were called out on it, they're like, oh, yeah, well, we love Lil Nas X. And he's like, apparently not, because you didn't nominate me for my first album either. Yeah, when I saw that. A, yeah. yeah, so it, it it's, it's a big problem in the Black community, this accepting of 
uh, black, uh, the, the, the black gay community just, just doesn't feel like accepted the same. And I feel like this is one of those moments where nobody asks the other person next to them, like, is this a good idea? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. You know, I, I kind of feel like it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, just add Lil Nas X as a nominee or take right. Jack Harlow off. And specifically, I, I remember, I think I read this on Twitter. So if this isn't true, you know, someone out there, let me know. But Jack Harlow could deny the award, too. He doesn't have to accept it. So it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, or the, or the nomination, I should say. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's just weird but we'll, we'll get into kind of, we'll get into that because Jack Harlow is actually the subject matter of our episode today. So like we'll get into a little bit more. But I just don't really understand the black community's embrace of this white kid from or where, where's he from? I think he's from like Louisville or something like that. This white kid from like Louisville when there's like a there's a young gay black man and he's very very opinion, successful, very successful and much more talented. To be quite honest with you, just much more talented Definitely. than Jack Harlow. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, he has, Lil Nas X has said himself that, like, black artists don't want to work with him. And yeah, okay. that is something we could talk about for another episode because that is a very, very deep um, conversation about homosexuality in the hip-hop community. That is a, mm-hmm. that that could be an episode in that's and of a, itself. Yeah. yeah, it's a deep um, cut. Yeah, it's a deep cut. But I think at the end of the day, that Lil Nas X is just representing uh, a section of black people who uh, let's just say black people aren't ready to come to terms with yet. And, and I think that's where a lot of that conflict comes from. And and, and he's um, okay with it. Like, like he, he, you know, he grew up in, he's from Georgia, like yeah. as a, a gay black man from Georgia. Like I'm sure I'm he's sure. seen his fair share of, of sure. a mess, a mess. So, but yeah, no, we should definitely, uh, if people are interested, we'll touch back on that in a future episode. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Jack Harlow, um, what do you know about Jack Harlow, by the way? Literally nothing. When you guys mentioned him, <laughs> you were like, oh, his album, BET, blah, blah. I was like, who is this? <laughs> and then I go to Spotify, type in Jack. I was like, okay, Jack White's probably going to come up. Jack Harlow was the first thing that popped up. Yes. I was like, wait, what? Who? Yeah. Who, who is this yeah, guy? He, I, I've heard he's... a clip of his song somewhere, but I had no idea who he was. Yeah, he's a artist. In my personal opinion, I think he's an industry plant. Uh, his his skyrocketing, his skyrocket to stardom is just so vertical that I I don't really understand the the. It, it just it doesn't seem precedented, right? It's not like he's an incredible artist. It's not like he's an incredible talented rapper. It's not like he's an incredible. Ta- it's not like he has like a, an incredibly talented like. Like production team that he's been working with forever. Um, I think, like the Billie Eilish, like the Jack, like the uh, excuse me, the Post Malone situations, that he just sells an image, and white corporate America goes all in on images that they can sell because the, the lighter the image, the greener the the greener the the profits. You know what I mean? Like for whatever reason. I I don't know. May I don't know. That, that, that's just the way it's always been. We can go back. To a little man named Elvis, if you want to fight me, oh, we can go yes. all the way back yes, to a please. man named Elvis. If you want to fight me, this has been this is a tale as old as time. Okay, yep. it's it's the it's the love story and the white industry uh, trying to really tap into the black market by using white artists, which 
So let's be let's be blunt. So if people don't realize this, this is why I'm not an Elvis fan because he did not write most of his music. A lot of it was written by black people, right? And 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 they got no credit for it. And he made so much success. Is like called the king, and he stood on the shoulders of of black artists. This is why I I like Elvis. And for distinction, I have no problem with you know like in Elvis's situation, a white artist who loves blues and rock and roll. Um, you know, uh, Robin Thicke, as I mentioned earlier, a white artist who loves R&B. I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with it. That's amazing. But I, I, I think where it be, can become a headache is like the Macklemore situation, right? Where <sighs> Macklemore yep. released an al- uh, album the same year as, I believe, uh, uh, for sure, Drake and Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, and it was Mad City, was, right? Yeah, no, no, that was uh, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's even worse. That's even worse. <laughs> yes, yeah, so oh, like, like in a year where those albums come out, I think there was one other artist, I can't remember at the top of my head right <laughs> now, but Macklemore wins best album of the year, and I'm just like, and, and it's like that Snoop Dogg meme when he's like doing the Breakfast Club interview, and he's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> who? I was like, Macklemore? Well, you know, it's just one of these things where it's like, come on, man. Everybody who listens to hip hop knows that's not, and I, it's not even to say that Macklemore album was bad. It was a good album, yeah. but I, it, come on, we're comparing apples and oranges at that point, you know? So um, here, here we are back with Jack, Jack Harlow, who's been yeah, doing Jack it since Har- he was like 10 years old. I don't know if yeah. have you listened to like his old, old stuff. I, so that's the thing. I remember seeing Jack Harlow when he had a very different image. And that's why yes. I bring up the image thing. He, okay. he was like this. I guess like a almost like a dorky rapper like that was supposed to be his like yeah, shit. yeah. um so I remember him and it, the first time I saw him we'll, we'll say you know in, in his glow up right um I totally unrecognizable I mean he used to wear like, glasses his hair was like spaghetti like yep. I, it's just a completely different image and then you know now I mean he's you know he's I, I think a lot of younger kids they 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 you know especially I mean, look, let's call a spade a spade. A lot of young white women love, it's the best of both worlds. It's what they feel like they could get if they are attracted to a black person and a white man. Okay. So like, that's what they're trying to sell. Um, And, you know, it works for him, right? He's he's, he's having a lot of success in that space. Um, He just released his second uh, studio release album called Come Come Home, The Kids Miss You. Um, what were your thoughts going, going like as as you like started listening to it? I got halfway through it and then stopped because I, I just wasn't <laughs> enjoying it. And like, I, like I, I hate to sound like a hater. Again, as a creative myself, I hate to dump on anyone else's creation, but I, it just mm. was not. I did not vibe with it at all. Um, it, it felt a lot of the same. It was like really repetitive. Uh, it brought mm. to mind. I was talking to Tyler. Tyler March, uh, mm-hmm. NF, where it's like, this is all the same. Like, I don't feel mm-hmm. like there's a, a distinct message being conveyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, th- those, those were my initial thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I'm I, so like for me personally, my initial impression was this just, this seems so uninspired. Th- this seems like music made for radio music made for, to be played at H and M like it doesn't seem inspired, it, 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 and that's why I call him an industry plant. Maybe he didn't start off as an industry plant, but man, let me tell you, there is a lot of money put into this, and there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, the, the, the 
uh, uh, features. There's a lot of features in this album. I'm just like, okay. I mean, clearly somebody just gave this person a big old check and just said, hey, can you just jump on this song real quick? Because they really tried. Yeah, they really tried to make this work and it just didn't work. It just didn't work for me. Um, And, you know, and you, you brought up that you don't like to dunk on creatives. I take the Gordon Ramsay approach. I think that, um, so I don't know, to, to give you guys a little context, I'm a musician as well. And I used to, I, I play trumpet, play piano, play bass. Um, and when I was in high school, I, used, I was in marching band and our band director said something that for whatever reason, it just always stuck out to me. It's like those things that it, like in your lifetime, they will always stick out to you. And there was a girl on the flags side of the field and she was doing something and we stopped. And mind you, we're like, we're like practice. Like the whole band, palms, flags, everyone's there. We're all doing our, our set. And she stops the set. She calls out this lady individually. And she says, young lady, if you, do want, if you do not want to be here, you can leave. But if you're going to be here, I need your focus. I need your attention. And I need polish. She's like, you cannot be doing whatever you're doing with the flag. And then everyone kind of made this like groaning sound like, oh, wow, because it just felt so mean. It felt so cutting. And she's like, we can, uh," she essentially said, I can can sit here and be nice, but nice doesn't doesn't yield progress. And that always stuck, that always stuck out to me because as savage as that was calling this little girl (laughs) out in front of 300 people, it, it, it was true that, that if it's bad, it's bad. And, And you just need somebody in your corner Chance the rapper <clears throat> to tell you that you made something that's bad. Okay, just I'm just letting you know. Like you can't always have a yes man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack, this is bad. This was a really, really bad album. I, I mean, where, where? I don't even know where to start. I think that's the worst part about this. Um, what song? What was the last song you listened to? Like, uh, I know you said you don't listen to half half of it. Well, I did go back and listen to the rest of it. Okay. And I honestly didn't, there weren't any songs that really stuck out. There were just songs mm-hmm. I didn't like more. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know for your highlights, you, I think you liked the Dua Lipa song. Mm-hmm. I did not because uh, he has a line. He's like, I want to do more than a future with her. Yeah. Well, okay. I was like, well, I was like hold, so on. hold on. Hold on to that thought. I, okay, let's okay. start off with positive. Let's start off with positive. Because I think that's, I think that's going to be a little bit more Oof. difficult than, than going with negatives. I, I thought, the last song, State Fair, was probably the best song on the album because I felt like that was the most authentic one. I felt that, like that that's was the, fair. Yeah. that was the only song on the album that I felt like if he made another album with this type of, of feel and flow and um, uh, thoughtfulness, I think his th- another album would do a lot of uh, would do Agreed. much better. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, this album felt like album by committee, and I hate albums by committee. Uh, album yeah. by committee albums are albums where um, there's just 90 different producers and they're all putting their input. And so what happens is that you just get a mishmash. It's, it, it's you know, you know what this album reminds me of? Um, it, it's like somebody put this through an algorithm and said, what <laughs> will give me the best, like the most popular music right now? And then yeah, that's yeah. what it came, that's what it came out. That, that's fair. Um, it, it like it checks off all the boxes of like, have this yeah. beat. Have this lyric, have this yeah. flow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So some some highlights, I, like I said, State Fair, I thought that was probably the best song, the most genuine song the album. Uh, I like the Dua Lipa song, yeah, like being, you know, 
being very lenient with the word like I, I, I when I'm comparing the rest of the songs, I, I think the Dua Lipa song has a very catchy hook. I think the beat is very, um, very powerful. It, it, it sticks with you. Um, it's not very long. I, I even made a joke that like it sounds like the music you would hear in like NBA 2K menu music. Um, <laughs> that's 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 the type of song I could see them putting in there. It's it's a it's a catchy song. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, it's a catchy song. Well, we'll get to Jack Harlow's lyrics in a little bit, but it's a catchy song. Uh, another highlight is uh, Churchill Downs. Um, you know, I think that's the song that a lot of people gravitate toward because Drake's that the one on with there. Drake. Yeah, okay. that's the one with Drake on there. Yes, um, that has a strong, a very strong sample. Um, uh, you know, from my in my opinion, my issue with Jack Harlow is that he it feels like he's making music for white kids who can't listen to Drake because he says the N-word. Because it's like, it, if you put Drake on this album, it would sound like a Drake album. And like, that's... Right, right. And, and like, I felt like this song just highlighted that fact, like, even more. Um, you know, I felt like he was just... It, it's, a, it's almost like a six-minute song. And him and Drake are rapping, like, the same. It is nuts. It is like... Yeah, yeah it, it's just... It, after two minutes, you're just over it. You're just over the song. The beat is all just also super repetitive. So when you don't have an artist who can chop up the mountain, the, the 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 monotonous feel with their vocals, that's a problem too. There sh- they probably should have thrown a, a different feature in there. Somebody mm-hmm. else should have been on there, but I don't know. Maybe the money ran out. I don't know. Um, so uh, nail tech also I thought was uh, a highlight on this uh, on this on this album because. I felt like the sample was really punchy. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think like the sample is the, the the better part of the song. I feel like the lyrics are just very lazy, just thrown together lyrics. But the the, the sample is pretty good. The production is pretty good on that one. Um, now we can just get into like the lowlights. So like, what were some lowlights for you? Out of curiosity, uh, the the lyrics and the flow. Yeah. It, it again, I like music that has something to say. Okay. And I felt like this didn't have a whole lot to say. And then his flow, it just, it, I don't know. It, like, the thing about hip hop is part of the art is the way you say the words and arrange. Like it's yeah. like an orchestra. And yeah. it, it doesn't feel like he or his producers have a good grasp on how to be intricate. It's just yeah. meant to be like catchy. And that doesn't well, work for me. Well, to add on to that, I think a bigger problem is that he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have a sound at the moment. He doesn't that have That is a, also true. He, there's no distinction. You know I mean? he, do, he, does, he doesn't have a distinct, he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. have a sound. Um, and I, personally, my personal opinion, like I don't have a problem with artists who are immature, but there is, <laughs> there's immaturity that's clever. And then there's immaturity that's lazy. And I yes. feel like a lot of his lyrics lean on immature lazy. Like I'm going to give you some you. examples. I'm going to give you some examples. Okay. This, this is a bar. This is the first bar of Young Harleazy. He says, young Harleazy, y'all grew up with RPGs. I was in the seventh grade selling hard CDs. I was on stage, talent show, heart beating. Now I make it sound like I write bars easy. That is whack. That is, now don't get me wrong. Every artist, every artist has made some bad bars, okay? But when your album is fooled with with things like, um, you never fucked with someone who writes songs, I won't use your name if you feel like it don't belong. I'm making, I, but I'm just so inspired by the way you wear that thong. 
You know I like to dictate things, Kim Jong. Come on, dog. Come on. What is that? What is that? Well, okay, actually, you know what? That reminds me. It feel that his his uh flow yeah. has not changed since he was a kid. And when he was a kid, it's 10, true. 11, 12, 15, 16, it was good. It's like you're a yeah. kid, this is good. Ten but years he old. He hasn't evolved. I feel like this album is what he would have made when he was a kid, which would have been great as a kid, but you're an adult, dude. Like I'm I'm, I'm expecting more. Can, can, can I tell you my, my favorite my favorite bar on this whole album? Let's go. I know my grandpa would have had a heart attack if I pulled out a hundred grand out. Yeah, I, so I, I'm I, not yep, gonna pull a hundred grand out. I was like, I yeah. literally sat there listening. And I was like, what? It's like, man, what man was that? that? <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. I was like, this this isn't. And like, look, I like I said, every artist, every rapper has has had bad bars. Okay, it's not unique to Jack. So I, I don't want it to seem like I'm I'm trying to insin- insinuate that like he can't write or you know freestyle well. I just think that he needs to put more thought into it because um, the last song on the album, uh, I'm drawing a blank on that State Fair, yeah. that showed that like hey, it's possible for him to make an album that means something to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this 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 is obviously is not the end of Jack Harlow, but right. this is us saying hey. We're not going to sit here and be like, this is amazing. We love it. You have work to do. You, there, there's potential. You have yeah. work to do. Yeah. Um, just some other lowlights. Uh, the song Parent Trap with uh, Justin Timberlake. I just didn't like the beat. Um, yeah, that felt weird. I felt like there was like some pretty weak bars. Uh, specifically, I just felt like there were some moments where he's just talking. It's just like, it's just he's not even like rapping. Uh I got a shot. Uh, that one was probably the most offensive to me uh, as a uh, as a young Caribbean man, uh, American Caribbean man. Uh, that's just some lazy reggae that someone throws a trap beat over, which reggae is already of such a unique sound. If you're going to throw a trap beat, make sure it it sounds interesting. It, it doesn't stick the reggae tone or the trap tone. And some of the lyrics in there are just so childish, like just childish lyrics. You know what I mean? You mentioned the, the, the line in Dua Lipa. I want to do more than do a feature with her. It's it's kind of just like, ugh, all right, like you does, know. He, does he know her though? That's I my have thing. No idea. Like I, uh, like real quick, hold on, L- yeah. ladies. If you heard that song, would that do it for you? I feel like if I was an artist, I want to get a hold of this girl who I think because Dua Lipa is very attractive, very talented, successful. Yeah. Like yeah. comment on like her her personality, her career, her creativity, her appearance. I mean, you can. This, this, you, what you is can this? He can comment on her looks, but it just goes back into like it. It, it doesn't go deeper than these immature right. like, <laughs> Dua right. Lipa. You know what I mean? Now right. I said if he really wanted to make this feature work, he should have had Dua Lipa on the song. Yeah, that would have been that would have been really cool. I would have liked that. <laughs> I think that would have been really cool. But again, like I said earlier, the money must have ran out. I mean, he had Little Wayne, he had Drake, <laughs> he had Stu Dog on there. They were probably looking at this like, guys, this is getting a little too much in budget. Um, also, this uh, that song "First Class." I hate that song. That is probably my most loathed song on this album. I think the sample is really boring, and it's not. It's a it's a perfect example uh, to show that, like, you know, whoever these producers are, they're trying to emulate artists like Timberland, like Forty. Forty is uh, Drake's like main producer who produces like all his all his music. Uh, they're trying to uh, emulate uh, artists like like Kanye, who can take a sample, the weirdest samples, 
and make some crazy music out of it, right? And I kind of feel like this is a prime example of like why that's a talent and not a gimmick, right? Because it's like yes, hundred percent. This, this does not need to be a feature. Glamorous by Fergie does not need to be. I don't know who thought. <laughs> yeah, let's take glamorous and let's make this. Let's make this into. Uh, and and the worst part about it is the whole idea of using a feature is that you're cutting up a song and like. I'm going to die on this hill. So like, if people don't agree, please let me know. But like <laughs> the whole idea of a feature of a sample, excuse me, is to cut up a song indistinct, indistinguishable from its original version. Right. Um, so I brought up Kanye earlier. Kanye infamously uh, used, um, used the sample for uh, man. I mean, pick a song. Uh, I, I think the song is called through the wire. Um Let me think. Are you familiar with that song at all, Josh? No. Is it the one where he sampled it and the artist didn't like it? Yeah, he sampled. He sampled through the wire. Uh, he he had to get the clearance for the sample for Shaka Khan, and then after Shaka Khan heard it, she's like, "I hate this um, because it doesn't <laughs> sound anything like what I what the song is." But it's indistinguishable from the original song, right? And like that's just I know it's an old example, but. That's an example of like that's what samples should do. They should they should essentially create new music out of old music, not just taking a sample yeah. of a song and just cutting it up. Well, another like, one people might be familiar with Eminem does that a lot. Yeah, like a lot of his songs, like popular songs, are actually sampled. Sampled. They're all, but they but they're indistinguishable. Right. From it the original. New. Yeah, yeah, it sounds new. Um, and so, you know, to kind of like conclude our thoughts, like I, I felt like one of the things that's so crazy about Jack Harlow being nominated for the BET Awards is that you listen to his album and you listen to Montero. Uh, have you listened to Montero? Uh, I've listened to part of it. To be fair, I actually hadn't listened to a whole lot of sure. Lil Nas X. Sure, sure. So his music, it's it's different type of hip hop. Look, uh, like it's it's more commercial. It's very I mean? it's stylized, not, though. It's it's very stylized. Like he's it's a very, brand. It, it definitely has flair. So like, right. I just want our listeners to listen to Dua Lipa. Okay. And then go listen to, um, uh, little Nas X's song that he did with, um, I, I don't understand why I'm forget. I'm drawing a blank on, uh, Is it a man or a woman. It's or... a woman. Um, oh. uh, I, I don't know either. Oh, oh, little Nas X. Uh, I, I challenge our listeners to go listen to, Dua Lipa, and then go listen to a song like Scoop, because I feel like both of those songs, with Doja Cat, that's her name. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, do, listen to those two songs, and that should type of, kind of be emblematic of like what I'm saying. Like One song has a lot of, of charisma, a lot of identity in it, and the other one just seems like, okay, it's like, it's like immature lunchroom rap. And I, 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 that's why I, I'm just yeah. so baffled yeah. That the people at the BT Awards, they listen to both albums. They're like, nope, got to get me more of that Jack Harlow. Industry plant. I'm telling you. Industry plant. Somebody is making it their mission to have this white artist be uh, some type of like hip-hop foothold in the Black community. And so they, I'm telling you, I, there's no way you can convince me that somebody isn't manufacturing his success. You just can't. You just can't. Because any other artist, there are, there are artists, his contemporaries, who are not... I don't know any other artists in, in terms of his like age group that have like a shoe deal. Do you? Oh no. I didn't even know he had one. 
Yeah, yeah, he has a shooting with New Balance. What? Yeah, and up, mind you, he had this after one album. I couldn't even tell you the name of. I couldn't tell you one song other than. Um, uh, I, I don't even remember his first his first uh, 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 single, this big single. But but out of basically one single, he got a shoe deal. Now, huh. what other black artist has that ever happened to? I, wow, I I'm still trying to get over. Like I I didn't even know he had that. Yes. So there's somebody, he has good contacts. He has good, uh, he has a good management team. And like, from that perspective, like, Hey, peace and love, like all the success to you. I'm never going to be mad at somebody for making money. I just get frustrated when these spaces are being violated. You know what I mean? Um, so what, what would you give come, uh, you know, come home, the kids miss you. What would you give it? Oof. Um, I will say I'm not on that Jack Harlow bandwagon. If you are a fan, please tell us why we're wrong. But I don't know, I guess like out of 10, I'd give it like a, a two or a three. That's so, that's very funny you said that. I gave it a two five. Not oh. at the bandwagon either. Yeah. I I I and like I felt bad. I really did. Because I think as a person, Jack Carlo is very funny. I yeah, think yeah. he's gonna have a very strong career outside of music, just doing, you know just being a, like an internet personality, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's going to have a strong career in that space, even if the music thing doesn't pan out down the road. Uh, at the same time, I, I just feel like if you, if you want to do this and you want to be good at it and you want to have a sustainable career, like you need, you need to get back into the lab. You know, he has a line about, you know, he's in the kitchen. He took the bland out. My friend, you did not take the bland out. You didn't, <laughs> you did not do that. Like that's not what's happening. Too much umami. Too much umami flavor, not enough, uh, not enough spice. So, um, like the, he just needs to, I, you know, I, I, the, the really funny thing is I remember the first time I actually listened to a Jack Harlow, like feature or whatever was, uh, I, and we could talk about this in another episode, but the, uh, XXL infamously, the XXL freshman classes, you know, every year they they, they collect uh, a bunch of you know new artists that they feel are going to have some type of long-term success in the industry. And um, they showcase them in what they call these like ciphers. And it's literally just like groups of artists who then like literally like old school, like it's great. It's, it's, it really, it really encaptures like, like the, the, the feel of hip hop where it's just like a bunch of artists are supposed to be rapping over just some DJ's beat and that's it. You just freestyle. Uh, and I remember listening to Jack Harlow's and I was like, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It just was. And like, that's how I can describe this album. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It just was. However, there's too much. It just was. And that's what makes it uninteresting to me. So there you have it. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Well, um, if you listen to Jack Harlow or you are a Jack Harlow fan, you know, let us know, engage with us. Let us know if you like the album, if you didn't like the album, uh, if you listen to Lil Nas X, let us know if you like what you like about Lil Nas X versus uh, Jack Harlow. Um, you can find us on just about any social media, uh, you know, application there is. There's uh, we're on Twitter, we're at um, Instagram, we're on uh, TikTok, uh, we're on Google Plus somehow. Um, so just find us at the Bandwagon Fan Podcast, and uh, don't forget to check into our other episodes. Uh, find us on. Apple, Stitcher, and just about anywhere you can get a podcast stream, you can find us at the Bandwagon Fan Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good day.
Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.